Welcome back to Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I'm your host, Mr. Old School. Before I get to the panel this week, contact information, oldschoolmovies.net. It's a site where you can listen, download, and subscribe to the podcast. You want to get in touch with us directly. We have an email this week, oldschoolmovies2 at gmail.com. You can tweet us at oldmovies.net. That's oldmoviesdotnet. Hashtag OSATM. We are back from our year-end episode. Uh, spoiler alert, hasn't been released as of this recording, but I've, when you're listening to this, you, you will have already listened to it. Uh, does that make any sense? I don't know. Uh, on the panel this week, we've got our Iron Man, Mr. Heavy Set. Are you actually going to edit in things this week? Because the last episode that came out, you didn't. Yeah, I did. It was like da 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 da, and I edited your thing with the the movie thing guy. No, but for like my intro, you didn't. Yeah, well, okay. So the problem is, the old sound is on a tablet that no longer works. So I have to find, I have to Jesus. go and like. Anyways, yeah. But, You're a podcaster, Jesus Christ! I man. know. You don't back that shit up or like cloud services or nothing. Like nah, that. I don't do that. I, I I I don't. I take chances. Heavy in life, have, you got to take chances. Have you spoke to Phil about this? No, I haven't, but I have spoke to Sean, and Sean's oh, going to fix it. Okay. Well, I got on my, all your Canadians are like to me, except for yeah, you two. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's Sean from Canada. You don't know him? Like, which Sean? Like, the one from Calgary? No, the one from Montreal. Montreal. Oh, I, the I, Calgary I, the one's Cal- cool. Uh, Vancouver is not too bad either. Yeah, Vancouver Sean's all right. He's a bit weird, but he's all right. Carp is on the line this week. How's it going? It's going. But uh, I'm very disappointed about my car not being somewhere. <laughs> Dude, where's your car? Where, where's my car? Where's your I car? Uh, then again, you know, unprofessional podcaster, Mr. Old School, is, uh, is helping us tonight. So. Wow. Well, I mean, I did ask you not to hit the table during our recordings the last three episodes. Hey, no, I've been okay the last one. I got, I got so. better. I got better. Uh, yeah, until you had... The seventeen percent beer, and then you started laughing. <laughs> yeah, but and that's your fault. Table. That is C Money's fault. That is C Money's fault. He knows. <laughs> Nonetheless, I- I've advised that Mister Old School will be removed kindly of his hands for the next recording. I'm okay with that. I'll work with that. That the thing is, and and I'm sure Heavy Set knows this, or has met somebody who's a table slapper when he finds something funny. And that's just something I do, and I really, and it's not very good for, for audio, recording audio, so I got to work on it. And there's no way for us to obviously mute the mic when one, you know, because we're all sitting there with a mic in the middle of the table. And in most cases, if I'm doing something, I can usually mute myself, but yeah. That's uh, why you need full mics. Yeah, well, we've been saying that for years, but Carp doesn't want to do it. So we have Hey, to hey, I've got a better job now. Once we make a final decision about our guy's trip, if it happens or not, yeah. then that will factor into me purchasing microphones. Okay. I'll say you got the H6. All you just need the mics and the XLR cords. Well, I am looking at the the lapel, like the, the ones you could just stick on kind of your shirt. Mics. Uh, I find those wouldn't be good for podcasting. You'd need like a if, – if anything, we'd have to get like a shock mount and then have like the arm that he- Heavy has. Yeah. That might be good. Anyways. We'll and in other, new, in other news, movie news. Oh, yeah. Speaking about movies. Uh, movies. Yeah. Any news you guys want to discuss? Uh, we expected the show host usually is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, prepared. Yeah. No, normally I'm prepared. It's true. Um, so why, why don't you give me a bit more shit about not being prepared while I prepare something? Okay, uh, or you could also uh, drink a beer in a glass. 
Portland police warn against doing bird box challenge while driving. Okay. Oh my God. What's, <laughs> what's with Americans, man? I'm telling you. They play Pokemon and j- jump off bridges or get hit by cars. They're doing this fucking bird box challenge where they're blindfolding themselves and driving. Just oh, how stupid are they? Like, come on. <laughs> I don't get uh, it. Like I mentioned before, the internet has created a wonderful thing of, you know, we would have never known about these stupid people in the past because it's not really out there to be known. But yeah. It's just like Florida laws. Everything that happens, they announce. That's why there's Florida Man, because you right. find out all the insanity happens in Florida. But I'm sure it happens elsewhere. You guys want to talk about some um, movie news with uh, Aquaman? How it lost this week? Well, technically, after spending its first three weekends at the top of the box office, yes, it was finally dethroned by the upside hitting theaters this year after the Justice League was seen. As a general disaster, Aquaman has already passed the $1 billion mark at the box office. To me, this is a huge surprise, given the previous titles, apart from Wonder Woman, which did pretty well, and I enjoyed for the most part. Um, I wasn't expecting much. What do you think was the success of this? I mean, we're going to discuss it a little bit in my review later, but Jason Momoa, was he the draw? Was it the story that was good? Director, action, budget? What do you think drew the uh, you know the majority of the these box office people? They made a billion dollars with this fucking movie, and I just I didn't expect it. I think because it looks fun, like a Marvel movie, and Marvel movies consistently make almost consistently make a billion dollars. Maybe that. Yeah, I mean it's got it's part to do with it is the story, but I just given the previous flops, you know, I would have thought people might have stayed away because of that, but it seems like. People will are easy to forgive the the you know the DC universe for their terrible iterations of Batman and Superman and co- combining all these characters and rushing them all and I don't know do you think this is a resurgence for DC heavy do you think possibly now that they can ride these coattails and come back and maybe come back with a couple of good, you know good Batman movie or Superman movie and re you know resurge the franchise I'm hoping what DC does is they take these movies. These, at least Wonder Woman and Aquaman and go, okay, these are a keys to success and we need to figure out what is what made everybody love these movies. And I really do think it's telling the stories that we need to know to go into a universe. And when you have all these characters that people don't necessarily know the background or don't know the background you're teaching, you need to work on it. It seems like they're going in that direction, especially with Aquaman. You know, we'll see what their the next you know DCE movies look like, but I'm I'm interested. They're they're still way behind Marvel, but if they stop trying to play catch up and just play the game of trying to make better movies, they may catch up at least to get in the the realm of the level that Marvel's at. Yeah, I mean, because you know we've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, ten year builds to Infinity War and stuff and Justice League tried to rush it too quickly we said it was gonna flop we were correct you cannot introduce four or five different characters that quickly especially when people are used to that marvel average of like one or two per year and you got to be patient and they weren't so yeah i'm I'm hoping uh this is uh the start of something new and something improved and uh whomever they choose for the new batman hopefully not batfleck i think he's done uh or they confirmed he's done and uh, maybe get a new Superman and stuff and get 
get back, uh, you know, try to refresh as much as you can, I guess. I don't know. Uh, before, you, Especially before you do another Justice League. Um, they're talking about Bad Boys 3. It's They're starting to shoot. So I'm guessing 2020 is going to be a release date for this. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, do they still have a draw? Would this be something you would go see after? I don't know what the last one was, 10 years ago? Can you go back to the well with this one, Carp? Would you go see it? Oh, hell yeah, I'll go see it. I mean, Michael Bay is able to do anything that's not Transformers pretty well. So, Right. Uh, there's no question about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I know a lot of people's complaints about the last bad boy. Martin Lawrence was whining too much and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's the character. Especially, uh, so the Bad Boys 2 was in 2003. So you're talking wow. 15 years, over 15, 15 years now. So it's been a long time. Uh, both have been a good mix of like amazing action with comedy, especially Bad Boys 2, like that highway chase scene with there's a boat involved in a highway chase scene, just over the top craziness that happens. I absolutely love both Bad Boys movies and I'm really looking forward to three. I've been looking forward to three since 2004 after her. I got Bad Boys 2 on DVD. So. Right. No, and you know, it was... Uh... As the, as the article mentions on Screen Rant, it was Will Smith's kind of transition from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to big budget movies, that Independence Day, stuff like that, blockbusters. Uh, so I don't know exactly. I mean, it's he's probably going to get a good amount of money for doing it. But apart from that, he is kind of dropping off from the, you know, the blockbuster world, so to speak. Uh, we haven't really seen him in anything big recently. So I guess it makes sense to... Maybe tap into something you know works, especially if you want to get back into that genre and maybe get people talking about you again. And yeah, I mean, I don't remember the first two as being memorable per se, but they were fun action movies. And I'm sure Martin Lawrence has got nothing else going on. So I I thoroughly remember the opening of Bad Boys 2, like the the white power rally with the KKK. And then it's like blue power motherfuckers. I'm like, yeah, like marking out in the cinema. Right. So... You know, both have had amazing openings, half decent bad guy, more than half decent bad guys. So uh, this next one's supposed to have Vanessa Hudgens. I'm guessing she's going to be the damsel in distress type character. Uh, You know, they had a formula for the two. They just bigger budget, bigger explosions between one and two. So we'll see if the progression happens or if it's I mean, is so Michael Bay. I don't even think it's Michael Bay this one. So. That's uh, maybe that was another factor. Michael Bay wasn't ready to do Bad Boys Three. He was too busy fucking up my childhood with uh, Transformers, <laughs> Transformers movies. Yeah. So I, it's something I'm gonna have to revisit because I just don't have a clear memory of the movies at all. Have you set um, your thoughts on Bad Boys Three coming out? Have you seen the first two? What do you think about the franchise? And uh, do you think it still can be relevant 15 years later? Nope. To, to everything I just said? or <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you ask me three questions. If you okay. ask one question. You can really stop the first one. Have you seen the first two? Nope. Okay. Um, do you think it's going to stay relevant 15 years later? I don't know. Uh, any not, motivation really. to see it? No. Um, all right. Movie reviews of the week. Here we go. Uh, heavy set, do your thing, and I'll mix it in. <laughs> da 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 I think I'm gonna actually make a movie clip with the two splicing. That's gonna be the new, the new <laughs> clip. <laughs> All right, who wants to start? Uh, actually, we'll give the reins to uh, Mr. Carbay Diem, who's seen Bumblebee. Go ahead. 
best Transformers to date. Wow. Go see it. Cena was awesome in it. Uh, fuck, it was so good. Like, just the opening scene after the first two minutes. My usual movie date, Watsuki, leans over. This is the best fucking Transformers movie to date. About two minutes later, I completely fucking agree with you. <laughs> so it was really, really good. Uh, Haley Steinfeld looks good. There's a lot of nostalgia with it. Like the Transformers look like Generation 1 Transformers, which is somebody like me has been wanting to see since the Transformers movies have been coming out. I was super happy with it. I highly suggest you go see it. It's a 4.5 out of 5. Wait a minute. Who did you say was in it? John And his name is John Cena! <laughs> well, uh, see, because I don't know if old school or you are going to see it, so I don't want to say anything about it. But I got to say, I thoroughly enjoy it and go check it out. My big thing is, like, if I check it out, it's either going to be in the, the cheap dollar theater or it's going to be home release. I'm not a big Transformers person. I don't I think the last one I seen was three. And even that I'm questioning in my head because they just after a while got repetitive and nothing seemed really exciting about them. I mean, this one seemed kind of good, but with everything that came out in December, there's still Two movies, not counting the well, three movies that I want to see that came out in December that I didn't get a chance to. It's that Vice, uh, Holmes and Watson. I heard horrible things about that, so I'm kind of happy I haven't seen it. So the cheapest I can see it, the better. I've also heard bad things about Vice. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard a lot of reviewers shitting on it, and usually reviewers? I don't listen to reviewers. Yeah. <laughs> no, you said reviewers. I yeah. said reviewers. Okay. You said- can't, it can't. Well, the way. Skype produced what you said was reveres. Okay, well, I kind of reveres too. Skype's being a dick. Uh, I've heard a lot of reveres shitting on it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. From a lot of people, like, oh, it's great that he looks like Cheney. Too bad he couldn't act like him. Wow. So a lot of people are shitting on Christian Bale's acting. Uh, even Amy Adams, they're like, oh yeah, it's great that she put on weight. And then like people stop saying stuff after that. So oh, it's, okay. yeah, it's getting shit on quite a bit. Well, apparently it's um, it's like revering him, but making fun of him at the same time. It's supposed to be pretty stupid, but uh, go see Bumblebee because it was awesome. Yeah, if you check out Rotten Tomatoes, it gave it like 60, but the fans gave it really low. So usually I like to see a movie in around like the 70% on both sides. or And if like the critics are shitting on it and the fans really like it, I'll go see it. Are you talking about... Vice or Bumblebee? Vice. Okay. Yeah, Vice has got uh, last time I have to check again, but I think it was fifty by the by the fans. So uh, usually when it's that low, it's home market, or I just ignore it. But because it's Christian Bale, I'm probably going to check it on the home market. Did you see what Bumblebee is on Rotten Tomatoes? I have not as of recently. Ninety-two percent. Nice. Wow. Audience score seventy-nine percent. That's good. Go see it. It was awesome. I will. It's on my list. Like I even mentioned at one point, if you'd seen the original movie, they'd play one of the songs during Bumblebee. And you're just like, you mark out because you remember how awesome the Transformers movie was in 86. So cool. Go see it. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Heavy set. Escape room. We'll start with you. No, let's start with you with Aquaman, because then we could go to both myself and Carp for escape room. All right, uh, heavy set at the movies. Your new show starting next week, but uh, well, I mean, show would get produced a lot quicker. Yeah, oh, that's damn true. We should also have Phil as a host because he's probably prepared. 
<laughs> well, he, he knows. He actually knows about movies, which is good. Unlike some people on the show. Aquaman. Okay. So I went in with this this movie with very little expectations. I was not a fan. Were, Go ahead. You went in this thinking, Heavy's fucking wrong. This movie is going to be horrible, and I can't wait to be like, you're a stupid fucking idiot. And go. Partially, yeah. I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie. It was not my pick. It was a date night, and it was the 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 woman's pick. So I went in there just like, well, whatever. It's not my pick. Fuck it. She likes Jason Momoa. Um, I'm gonna start with dude, what I go ahead. Hold on, dude, dude. Likewise, it was the same <laughs> thing for me. Yeah. I couldn't wait to tear this movie apart. No, it's you know, with the previous iterations of movies and the DC universe recently, it's. I uh, wasn't expecting much, and I've never been a fan of Aquaman or anything like. And I was surprised. Okay, so let's start off with my review. Uh, my start off with the score. I'm going to give it a three point five. Little things I didn't like. We'll start with what I didn't like, and then we'll end on what I did like. I found it was a little too long. Uh, it's not like I felt like it dragged on. It didn't. Um, so it it was like two and a half hours, but it was like action packed the whole two and a half. But I still think it kind of dragged on a little bit. And I found it had a bit of an identity crisis. So it was like part national treasure kind of thing, part rom-com, part action movie. It was all, I found this, it was trying to be too much a little bit in that regard. But like the action was great. And it was, I was actually surprised at how well they made that kind of underwater then like on land transition and they didn't make the underwater stuff too cheesy and it was believable for the most part like i was watching and not saying like rolling my eyes you know like you know it was good i actually did like the fight scenes uh underwater and above water and all that stuff so they didn't i guess just today's day and age they could you know with a little bit of money and good action uh, and good effects you can make something like half decent so it was i I was impressed by all of those fight scenes and the action and underwater and just going above and below and the transition was very quick and smooth and it wasn't like, oh shit, they're going underwater. So that was good. Um, the supporting cast was ridiculous. Like William Defoe, Amber Heard, um, <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren of all people. Like, just Dolph, Dolph Lundgren was the one that I was like, is that? Yeah. That's Dolph <laughs> Lundgren. That's fucking Dolph. Fuck. Just thinking everything with Creed too. I was like... Really, fucking Dolph Lundgren. God damn! It, it was packed with with uh, with supporting cast. I thought that was great. And uh, Momoa brought it. Like he, I could totally see him as that kind of next big action star. And I, I don't know where he goes from here. If he just does Aquaman or does other shit, but the, like he brought it. He just like this big ass badass. He's some. Is he? I'm assuming he's Samoan. Is he Samoan? Who? Jason Momoa. Uh, no. No? Okay. I don't think so. I'll check. Whatever the fuck he is, like, the guy's jacked that he's a good-looking action guy. Like, he can bring it. And that's that's his niche, you know? I don't see him doing a lot of, like, Shakespeare or whatever, but uh, Bruce Willis wasn't doing Shakespeare either, so. He's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. So, I mean, the guy can bring it. He, he, he's got the look. He, he, he fits the role perfect. Uh, obviously, women like him because uh, Heavy's other significant other in mind wanted to go see him. They dragged our ass in there, and we enjoyed it. So uh, we got lured in by the the date night, and we ended up liking it. So yeah, overall, I recommend you check this out in the theater. It's in a great action packed story, two and a half hours. Again, me saying a little long, but it's not like it was dragging on. It was good. I enjoyed it. I give it a three point five. Anybody else want to comment on Aquaman? 
I do have to make a comment. So I listened to your something new you've done. And you said it was the first time you went to Brossard VIP Cinema, no, according to your. It wasn't the first time. Oh, so you're a liar no, as well. <laughs> it was the first time. Because I remember us attending. No, no, we've been there. It was the worst DC movie today. <laughs> yes, at the VIP Cinema. No, it was something fun to bring up on the show. And yes, I was, I was not being 100% truthful. Whatever happened to that bromance? God. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're, fine. I'm yeah, we're just, like a married couple. You know, the married couple after about nine years, you know, you just kind of tolerate each other and all that shit. That, that's what it is. Before it was like the that state that state when you first start dating somebody and you get all like honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase. That's it. So the honeymoon phase is over. We're, we, we're, you know, we're in our longer stage of our relationship. We got about seven kids or whatever. We tolerate each other, you know, and that's it. We're good. We're fine. We're great. Oh, I mean. I have seven kids. Uh, sh- yeah, Carp had seven. I, kids. I might. I mean, I don't. I hope yeah. not. Or I'll probably just kill myself. But you know. <laughs> oh, what was that movie with Vince Vaughn there? Uh, the the knockoff of Starbuck. Yeah, the Starbuck knockoff. Yeah, the uh, the Americanized Starbuck. That that's Carp. Except I don't I don't leave my deposits in in a hospital. I leave them inside. I mean nothing. Oh, okay. All right. You know it's it's fun too if you ever drive through Buffalo and you don't get a speeding ticket. It's really you fun. know what. <laughs> you know what, Heavy? It wasn't Buffalo. It was just before Buffalo. But I might have went back and re-listened to that episode, and it's kind of fun to go back. <laughs> Do you just listen to it just to hear me share my pain about that fucking ticket? No, I, I was doing like some cleaning around the the apartment, and like all of the podcasts that I would, I'm kind of behind on. Besides All Beer Inside, which takes way too long, I was like, oh, I'll turn in like I'll turn on this old All Beer Inside that I have saved, which is the one I'm on, and just. <laughs> The irate of uh, talking about ICs and <laughs> yeah. uh, Quaker steak and melt, and then like keep going back to how bad <laughs> all the shit in Buffalo, around Buffalo, and New York. Uh, the, uh, I was so pissed with getting like getting ham on on your uh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is with that? There's there, there's a lot of fun there, so I just went back. Just yeah, had fun. no, it was it was a fun trip, you know, and it brought us together, so it was kind of cool. Yeah, no, fuck, uh, fuck New York. Okay, we actually have an email. This is from Piper the DJ. Uh, oh, we have dude. a dude. We, we have one more one more uh, review. Oh right, 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 yeah, yeah. My bad. We uh, saved. Oh my god. I, see, the idea I'm, to save it for last was you had Carp go first, and then you do yours, which gives Carp a little bit of breather room. So you do the one that's already been done. Then you have two people. First time we've had two people see a movie at the same time. Like that's what, yeah. That's what, why are you like, I'm not, I'm not taking over the show. We're not doing that shit. Carp escape room. Go ahead. Well, since I've already talked about my movie first, I'll let heavy start with this one. Cause I think he's got another movie. After heavy this. said escape room. Go ahead. Oh, no. no, I just got escape room. Carp. How about you have escape room? Go no, ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll go escape room first. Just to get mine out of the way, Carp, I have a little bit more extensive review. And I literally just seen it like today, past couple hours uh, before we even started recording. I went into this because I'm a huge Saw fan. So I was like, okay, this is Saw without being Saw. And I love the riddles. I love all the that kind of mystery that I don't feel like we don't get in as many movies besides certain horror movies. And granted, it's, it is Saw, but without the gore. So I think that made me a little happy. I've always wanted to do an escape room on top of it, so brought me in. My review as a whole, I enjoyed it. They give you some really cool twists, some that you see, not say twists, things that you could tell that they're going to use later on in the movie, and they do. 
My only thing that I don't like about it, and it's not necessarily a spoiler, they don't just leave it open for a sequel. They make it sound like, oh no, there's going to be a sequel. Everything's open, like they've already recorded or they've already written and been greenlit for Escape Room 2. So I don't know if we're going on a yearly tradition, kind of like Saul, but we're going to put it in January where people aren't going to the movie theater as much. But up until the end, I was really enjoying it. Then they threw their minor curveball, completely leaving it open for a sequel, kind of dropped my rating, and I give it a 2.5 out of 5, right in the middle. If they come out with the sequel, I'll be really happy, but I have a really bad feeling that this is going to be one of those movie endings that never gets resolved because there's never going to be a sequel. I guess it depends on the box office, the revenue. Yeah. What did it do this week? Let me see. Let me check. Carp, well, it's, I'll check that out while you while you give your review. Okay, so since some of us come prepared, it's actually been profitable. Uh, it's up to, I believe, $34 million domestic on a $9 million budget. Okay. It was fun. Uh, the only complaint was we had to go, like, for some reason, I guess it's because where we live in with our igloos that it wasn't at a closer cinema, so we had to go to this place called Cinestars, which is an independent cinema here in montreal now uh one benefit was that it was cheap for my movie popcorn large popcorn and and large drink was 19 dollars, which is great downfall was the large russian fella behind me who constantly talked and kicked my seat now normally i turn around i say please be quiet i turn around this guy was probably the size of a brick house so <laughs> i shut up real quick and just dealt with it did it affect my movie going experience yes because unfortunate reality is humanity's going to complete dog shit. How are you not quiet for an hour and 40 minutes of your life? I don't get it. It's the same thing. Like there was, I caught it in the corner of my eye. Somebody fucking with their phone. Like grow up, be a fucking adult. There's no problem. Be an adult. Shut your fucking mouth. This isn't a kid's movie with your kid. Just stop. Be an adult. Shut your fucking mouth. It's not a problem. I, I ran into a little bit of that too. A couple rows ahead of me. There were two people side by side messing around with their phones. And then I had a couple one seat away from me that I could like clearly hear them when they were talking. And it's just it's something that we we get into a real bad habit on the show of like bitching about that. Yeah. And I don't want to just overdo it. But trust me, every time I run into this in the movie theater, I just go in my head there. Here we go again. We need we, I, they need they need ushers to police it. They, they absolutely need it. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, we're the laziest fucking place in the world. People don't want to hire to be do to be doing that they're not going to companies aren't going to hire people to to watch you in the cinema unless I, I it's, can, yeah. it's a premiere i can i can tell you from the vip and i'm sure we you've experienced when we went we don't don't normally get that you have a bit more sophisticated crowd that goes and with the up you know with the raisin ticket price and the raisin kind of like the luxury what you get you usually in my experience you get a clientele that is not douchey would you but be I'm willing not going to pay VIP rates for Well, that's the thing. So here's like here's your offset. Here's your three options at the current time until they police the the rows, right? It's you either pay your regular rate and deal with it. Um you pay more or you stay at home. Like that that's I don't even think escape room was available in VIP, so oh, okay. yeah, it's not yeah. it's not even no, it's at Brossard Cinema, but not the VIP. VIP, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know it's, a nine million dollar horror movie. It's not going to go there. Uh, all in all, it was fun. I enjoyed it. 
I'm hoping there's a sequel because, like Heavy said, they leave it very open-ended. It's yeah. like, hey, here's the sequel. Get ready for it. You know, character deaths were, were kind of there. What I was expecting. As of doing previous escape rooms with uh, with a winning team, it's actually fun to win escape rooms. I, I don't know what he's saying when he says you, that. You don't recall? Nope. Your complete and utter failure with Kevbo Trek in a, a prison and followed by a mad scientist room nope that we watched happened. you guys fail miserably on camera never what? happened oh he was okay in a prison and dropped the soap what tell us more <laughs> yeah yeah so he dropped the soap kembo raped him a little yeah. just a little bit just a little just uh, with but, the tip but that's because they didn't escape the room and then they tried in a mad scientist room and couldn't unlock a combination lock for a half hour my question when when kembo <laughs> was doing it was he like ee 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 <laughs> I want you to keep that uh, mental image in your fucking head there. But old school would tell him to mute every time that he went, ee, ee, ee. (laughs) As long as he mutes, Uh, Yeah, no. uh, Check out Escape Room. Minus uh, talking Russian dickhead. I'm going to give it a 2.75 out of 5. Awesome. All right, thank you very much. Um, So if there's no more more movies to uh, review, we will get into our feedback. This is from uh, Piper the DJ. Glad to hear he's still alive. I haven't heard much from him since, I don't know, last year. So uh, glad to uh, hear that. I think I know he's busy with school and stuff. So long time no right. My apologies. Had this hit my news feed. Would like your thoughts. So Johnny Depp has been officially dropped from Pirates of the Caribbean. Depp 55 will stop playing Jack Sparrow after 14 years at the helm. So the movie can have a reboot. Uh, this is Piper's comments. I'll be honest, I like Johnny as Captain Jack Sparrow. I think he owned the character and gave it life others would have failed to give. Flip side, I haven't watched the last two Pirates movies. No specific reason, just thought the other two brought the series full circle already. Point of discussion. When is a good time for to reboot a franchise? The article spoke of a reboot after so many years, but the industry tends to reboot franchises that don't need a reboot for what seems to be shits and giggles. Some say a reboot can encompass adding characters. If this trend continues, will other franchises, Fast and Furious, Transporter, Taken, Captain America, and other long runners, will they suffer the same fate? If so, when and why? Much respect for what you do and your thoughts. Happy holidays. Thank you, Piper the DJ. Merry Christmas to you, Piper the DJ. Um, Okay, I'll start. I think they reboot franchises that don't need to be rebooted because of contract and requirements. Like Spider-Man has to, or Sony has to do a Spider-Man every so many years, or else they lose the rights. So I would say that's why you're seeing a lot of stupid reboots. I would say more for rights purposes. The depth thing makes sense. He's kind of, everything he's touched has flopped as of recent. And this was kind of his last franchise. And from what I understand, the last one didn't do very well. So it makes sense that they're going to go back to the well and do something else. Because, yeah, I mean, he's getting up in age and his popularity is dwindled. And so he's not that draw anymore. And, you know, there's been, what, six movies out so far? So, yeah, if you want to bring it back, I would say give it another five years. But we know Disney's not usually a big fan of just sitting on their properties. Like, I, I find they're bastardizing. Is that a word? bastardizing the Star Wars franchise and it's they're killing it they're putting releasing too many pro, too many Star Wars movies too quickly and people are losing that love for Star Wars because of it carp your thoughts on Johnny Depp being dropped and uh, his thoughts on the uh, reboots well considering I haven't watched a pirates movie since the second one don't really give a fuck about him 
just change directions. You don't have to have, oh, I'm Captain Jack Sparrow and I'm a rummy and uh, right. look at me, I'm I'm a man who's dressed up like a woman to deceive people. Ho oh, ho! I'm an evil pirate who's a good guy, but I'm a bad guy. But I'm going to stack backstab this person while not backstabbing this person. And oh, I'm Captain Jack Sparrow and I have a boat. Ho oh, uh, ho! Do another storyline. It's pirate like stuff. You can easily do anything in history. It's like, from what I remember in the first couple of movies, it's not even close to the ride I remember going on when I was a kid. Also, though, when I was a kid, there was pirates beating women in the ride where that's kind of been taken away nowadays. So, uh, yeah. Do I give a fuck? No. What's the last Johnny Depp movie I've seen? I couldn't tell you. Tusk. Probably Tusk, because I haven't seen the other two. Let's see. Johnny Depp. While you're checking that out, Heavy Set, your thoughts on the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and them dropping Johnny Depp? Can't hear anything. I didn't say anything. Okay. Uh, your, 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 th- your thoughts on Pirates of the Caribbean? Your th- My thoughts was a song. I really don't have any. Right. Have any. I mean, if they're going to reboot it, they're going to reboot it. It's the property just like coming out with movies you're talking about. It's like, what? almost 15 years old, if not a little bit, a little bit older than that. Yeah. The magic from it is gone. Like my niece and nephew were huge fans of it when they were kids, but I don't, I think that's all gone. I don't know if they, that nostalgia has hit for them. And the first one was good. The second one was good. And the third one was okay at best. And the fourth one kind of flopped. And, and to his question, like when should you reboot a franchise? Well, when you look at a movie like Spider-Man, they did it twice within a short amount of time, but there's like, I don't think that killed them. It, but grand, yeah. it's, a, it's a property like Spider-Man. So that's like, it's, it's hard to say. Like, I think when they redid Batman Begins or did redid Batman as Batman Begins, people just might've thought that was too soon, but they killed it. Yeah. I don't think it has at this point in time, it has nothing to do with how well or it, how, if it's too soon, it's how well you do it because you have to be able to outshine the original version or the original portrayal. Like when it comes to a lot of characters like Joker, when they announced Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, people were pissed. Oh, the Jack Nicholson's the best. That Jack Nicholson's the best. And now a lot of those people that said they're like, oh, Heath Ledger's the best. Yeah, because you let go of your expectations and he fucking killed it. So many potential jokes <laughs> must hold back. <laughs> yeah. Be nice. All right. Uh, thank you very much for the question, Piper. And people free feel, feel free to message us, tweet us. Uh, we will get back to you with our answers. All right. Uh, I, I mean, so, so, because I only kind of said the Pirates of the Caribbean thing, but it is kind of true that Hollywood is running out of originality if they're going to reboot it, the same property, and if they're going to go with Captain Jack Sparrow and the same kind of ish storyline, yeah. then yeah, it's stupid and it's too quick, but uh, you could not do the same storyline. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I think it's, you know, Hollywood's worried about losing money and they want to try to play the safe bet. By doing that, you, hinder creativity of people taking a chance especially something that may cost a hundred million dollars they don't want to risk it they rather go for the safe bet and that's that that's the thing and that they're gonna fuck themselves over because it's gonna become too predictable and people won't want to watch stuff so kind of sucks all right what are we looking forward to coming out soon i'm lo- i'm kind of liking glass this is the uh, samuel l jackson bruce willis movie this is the sequel to uh what was the fucking name of that movie um it's kind of the sequel between Unbreakable, Unbreakable. and Split. Yeah. And Split. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, J- James McAvoy's in it too, so that's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's going to be a uh, theater watch for me. You guys, what do you think? 
Oh, yeah, I'm going Friday. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, have you said, is this one of your three? Yes, this is one of my three. I think I'm going to be seeing this before I head out for Nashville. Like, we're going to go see it uh, the day before I leave, because I don't want to wait a whole week before I get a chance to see this, because uh, I've really been looking forward to it, because I think I got dr- sucked in with the last one with uh, Split. You know, I haven't seen it, so I'm going to check it out. Really? Yeah, yeah I haven't seen I've, it. Have you seen Unbreakable? I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually thought this was the sequel to Unbreakable. <laughs> I didn't know about like, the, this the second movie. You don't. It's, it's part of the Unbreakable universe, we'll call it. Okay. Okay. Were we doing a show when Split came out? Because that might have been a problem. Like, I think me and Carp, we definitely probably both seen Split. And that was, yeah, I'm pretty sure we reviewed it. Yeah, like that was a great movie. And I think that actually helped revive M. Night Shyamalan's career on top of it. The fact of the the tie-in for Unbreakable doesn't happen until the very end. Like, you don't even know that they're in the same universe. And that's what le- like leads into Split. If you're going to go check out, I mean, go leads into uh, Glass. If you're going to check out Glass, you probably should watch Split because you only know half the story. You have no idea about the, you know, the one, the beast and all that kind of stuff. All right, cool. I'll check it out. Um, anything else we're, uh, that's on our radar? Pulling up. What's our timeline? <laughs> uh, yeah. well, then, you know, next three, four weeks. Let's just review the next month because we don't know when this episode's coming out. I know the next two movies I'm going to go see. One is Glass and the other one because there's nothing that comes out that weekend before my Cinemia renews. I'm going to see Wizard of Oz because they're doing a re-release like the 27th. 29th and 30th. Yeah, I don't even see this listed. Oh, we might not be getting it here. Uh, You know how it is. Um, For myself... One big one for me and for February is going to be Happy Death Day 2. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that lives up. It was definitely one of those movies that they don't leave it open for a sequel, but I think it's going to be Final Destination rehashed, and as long as they don't seem like they're being a blatant ripoff, I think it's going to be a fun movie. Well, did you see the trailer for it yet? Yes, uh, I've seen it twice, but yeah. I think that they have two because I felt like the one I just seen was a little bit different. Did you see the trailer where she jumps into the plane? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah, that's the one I saw. Why Why is that the only memorable moment you have from that trailer? Because <laughs> he's a sadistic son of a... Well, man. no, but that's kind of no. the... <laughs> no, if, if you've seen the trailer, you would know probably what sticks out about her jumping out of the plane. Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good part. Um, yeah, there's two trailers. There was one that came out uh, November and then one that came out January 1st. Yeah, those are the two that I think that I seen. And I, I felt like there wasn't as much difference, but that one scene might have been one that was different. But yeah, the, it's very interesting. And I do like that they're it's coming out still in like a not so ter- stereotypical month. They're doing Valentine's Day, which it, I feel like Correct me if I'm wrong, if you think I'm wrong, Carp. There's two months for Halloween or horror movies. Don't say Halloween movies. One being October for Halloween, and the other one is Valentine's Day. Like, they're going the direct opposite. Well, yeah, because, you know, you go to a – you date somebody who's not into, like, cheesy romances. You bring them to something scary so they, you know, hold on to your arm and whatever during the film. Or your whatever, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think it's a big, like, opposite of, like, okay – What's different from love and all this? Like it's murder, horror, murder. Yeah, basically. So, because I've also I remember when Friday the Thirteenth came back out. Also Valentine's Day. 
That's interesting. You might have poked into a phenomenon we weren't familiar with. But yeah, I think Carp hit the nail on the head. I like, mean, it's for those non cheesy rom com people. It's like, this is the absolute opposite. So you're catering to that niche market. Deadpool 1 came out Valentine's Day. There you go. Which was, I, that was fun. That was fun. Now, yeah. uh, I guess uh, by the next recording, we'll have seen Captain Marvel in March as well. <laughs> I want to get a recording in Feb. I think we can do it. Lego Movie 2? I was about to say another. Yeah. Movie will probably be that because January and February and March, depending, can be very hit or miss months of like whether there's enough movies to go out and see. For me, just in the month of February, the only two that I have are Lego Movie 2 and Happy Death Day 2. Everything else, it's up in the air. And I wonder if I might get drugged to Isn't It Romantic? But that seems to be like a really cheesy romance movie. Any interest in Cold Pursuit? I don't even know if I've seen the trailer. Uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, when is this coming out? Uh, the 8th. <laughs> Not in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, it's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to go wide in uh, uh, February 8th. The only thing listed on Cinema Montreal is Lego Movie 2. It's possible that it, uh, it hasn't got a Canadian release date yet. But yeah, it's, it's supposed to be wide in, on the 8th. Taraji's version, What Men Want, instead of What Women Want. That's coming out the eighth in Montreal. That's going to be the quickest movie ever. Fuck! I want to fuck! I want to fuck! I want to fuck! I mean, realistically, that's what it should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, plugs, final thoughts. Every say, go ahead. Uh, I'm at Wrestling Cheers. The same old, same old going on there. Happy that I just recently upgraded to an H6 recorder, and I'm trying to use that as much as possible because it's a, a neat little toy. I think one thing. At least for my personality, probably you guys too. Whenever you get like a new piece of tech, like playing with it, learning how to use it, like it's it's just so much fun. It's like it's like Christmas all year round. Uh, yeah, I love uh, I love installing and playing with gadgets and gizmos. So I, I hear you, Carp. SaveWars.com, we're always looking for a new member. You can personally follow me at Killer Carpe Diem. All Beer Inside episode thirty two is out. Thirty two point five should be out by the time you're listening to this, uh, where we play the game Rotten Plots. It's quite amusing. And uh, we'll be recording episode 33. Actually, by the time this is out, we'll be recording episode 34. <laughs> so check us out at I'll Beer Inside or I'll Beer Inside at gmail.com. All right. So for Heavy Set and Carp, this is Old School saying, thank you very much for listening. The following trailer is rated S for spoilers. From the director whose films make you say, ooh, what's happening? Or, uh, what's happening? Or just, what was the happening? You like hot dogs, right? Comes his new film that will make you say, well, that happened. Glass. In a world where Hollywood has turned superheroes into a billion-dollar business, M. Night is taking comic book movies back to their roots. A series of static images. In this superhero movie that's so grounded, all of the superheroes just lay on the ground and die. As his body slowly succumbs to the inevitable, a sensation of cold water spreads through his body. <sighs> Your favorite Breakaverse characters are back, like Bruce Willis, doing as little as you'd expect. Sam Jackson, not doing much at all for the first half. Have you been getting out of your room, Elijah? and James McAvoy doing absolutely everything else. Get <laughs> <laughs> some buttery <laughs> better uh, 
But when these three finally get together, they'll go toe to toe in scene after scene of intense therapy. Can you tell me about Kevin's parents? I think you believe water is your weakness. I've come to the conclusion that we should perform a procedure on you. This is your MRI, David. You treat people who think they're comic book characters or something? I don't approve of how they've handled you. You can't possibly explain everything away. Is he crying? <laughs> Was it our fault for expecting something else from M. Night at this point? Because this is a twist we probably should have seen coming. Why do you all keep bringing me back? I don't want to be here. Together, they'll encounter the evil Dr. Staple, a mysterious shrink trying to gaslight them into thinking they don't have powers. And she might be right? Because that's just parkour. That's PCP. Also PCP. PCP. That's a lot of PCP. And the super genius plan is to post some YouTube videos? Even if they trend, everyone will think it's just a viral campaign for muscle milk. So suit up for the third chapter of a trilogy that may not have stuck the landing, but at least it's an original self-financed project from a true auteur that doesn't feel like anything else in an oversaturated market. But let's be honest, it would have been a whole lot better with another big cameo at the end. This looks like a job for Aquaman. Oh, he's dead. Starring Dead in a Pool, Glass Half Not in the Movie, Son of a Dun, Casey Ex-Girlfriend, Hi, I'm Dr. Staple. I can't save your baby, but I can do the robot. That'll be $5,000. And James McAvoy's SNL audition. Get a, little, get a little hard on. Almost got you, bro. I find myself in a goddamn prison cell. He's like, Pass. Salt Bay, your ass. What is that anyway? It's an internet guy. He's a butcher who salts his meat in an elaborate way. Oh man, I didn't realize this takes place in the same universe as Salt Bay. What a twist.